You are listening to Satellite Sisters. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm joined by my big sister, Liz Dolan, in Santa Monica, California. Liz, it's just the two of us today, isn't it? I know, but ho, ho, ho. I'm starting to feel the Christmas spirit. How about you? You yeah, because the get, temperature dropped below 75. I know. Weekend. It plunged into the 60s here in Santa Monica. Burr. So everybody's everybody's all bundled up out walking their dogs. Ooh, got the Ugg boots and the gloves and scarves and hats. It's nice. Christmassy. It's so, it's so sad. We're so pathetic. <laughs> and then by like the third store, you have to just take everything off because you're so hot. <laughs> so hot in your wool scarves. <laughs> that happened to me this weekend. All right. Uh, we're the Satellite Sisters. It's the Tuesday show. It's Liz and Leanne today. So, yeah, Liz finally got her chance. She's booted Julie out. It's just Liz and me. Yeah. No, Julie's off on some kind of diplomatic mission. What is this, Leanne? It's true. She is. I guess, uh, you know, I guess through her work on Satellite Sisters and her various talks at various organizations, she is now a recognized expert on North Korea because she got out of the blue, she claims she does not know how, an invitation to a special forum on North Korea called Light Through the Darkness, a forum on freedom in North Korea. And it's at the George Bush Institute in Dallas, Texas. And the invitation says, because she forwarded it to me, because I didn't believe her, (laughs) President and Mrs. George W. Bush. Wow. a policy discussion on North Korean human rights and security challenges, a conversation with recent escapees, And the announcement of a scholarship to benefit individuals building new lives of freedom in the United States. So that that sounds pretty great, doesn't it? That sounds fascinating. Yeah. Clearly, someone at the NSA knows Julie has been to North Korea. Exactly. No, I know. It's I, I, when I said, how did you get invited? She genuinely did not know how she got on the list. So, uh, and then I said, what are you putting on your name tag? Is it going to say satellite sisters? Uh, <laughs> that's really important because uh, other people are from like the Washington post or yes, the Brookings the US- Institute. Yeah. Georgetown University. The Rand Rand Corporation. Yeah. Oh, some U.S. senator is speaking and that special envoy for North Korean human rights. I just want to make sure Satellite Sisters is represented. So Julie is there all morning uh, and she will fill us in, no doubt, next week on the Satellites on our podcast on Tuesday. But don't worry. We have secured time um, in her busy schedule as our satellite sister envoy for North Korean Human Rights Watch. Um, we're going to do the Madam Secretary and the Poll Dark recaps this afternoon, Liz. So okay. I should All be right. this later. Okay. Um, but we have a full show, you know. Well, we do. Just, yeah. Now, we were a little tortured because, I mean, there's a lot happening <laughs> in the news. Even though Liz and I are no longer watching television. (laughs) Well, what we're trying to differentiate, Leanne, is the difference between news and politics, right? And we said that Satellite Sisters is a place for news. We like talking about current events, but almost everything in the news spills over into the political realm right now. Right. And for those of you who were thinking at least on November 9th, well, at least the election's over. Well, bad news for you this week. So... There was there was at one point earlier today where the only story I was really solid on was why koalas need daylight savings time. (laughs) I I thought nobody is going to object to that. It's koalas. 
But then we came up with some much more interesting stuff. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's right. It is Giving Tuesday today. We have a little background on that. Cyber Monday was yesterday. Liz apparently did some cyber shopping. I did. Uh, we have some holiday scams you're going to want to avoid, you know, if you're if – you're <laughs> Like really, Liz- my, my headline for the holiday scam story is, don't we already know this, people? But just in case you don't know it, it's worth repeating. And then uh, over here, I'm manning the arts and culture desk, and uh, I have a travel trend that's around that is uh, is arts related. And then I have breaking opera news, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. And then Liz, because I know you love beauty, and I <laughs> I know beauty is your passion, Liz. I have a new beauty trend for the holiday season. You have to try. And what I find interesting about this trend is it used to be a beauty don't, and now apparently it's a beauty do. Oh, I don't good. know how then, that I'm, then I'm probably already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're ahead of the curve on this one, Liz. Uh, and then also, I have a question we're going to answer, Leanne, which is which supplements, if any, may be worth your money? Are you a vitamin and supplement taker? Uh, I do now, yes, because yeah. my doctor has recommended a few. Okay, all right. So yeah. I'm I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious what you know about that. And then finally, a little TV talk. We are going to talk about The Crown. The Crown, Liz has made it through the Netflix yeah. series. I made it through very quickly. Uh, I know people on the Facebook page have been posting about it. So a few, few TV talk about The, uh, about the Crown. But first, you know, it was Thanksgiving. So, Liz, you and I spent it together. Very nice day, yes, wasn't thank it? thank you. Lovely. It was delightful, Leanne. You made a delicious Thanksgiving dinner. It was so much fun to see your family. Your table was beautiful. All the way around, you know, delightful. And I didn't just tee this up so you could tell me that. But thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. But it was the first uh, Thanksgiving that my younger son, Colin, was coming home from college. And I know that that it can be a fraught time. You know, there have been a million articles out there in the weeks preceding, like, what to do when your kid comes home for Thanksgiving and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, oh, they've changed. They're adults now. They don't want to listen to your rules or anything. And we didn't really have this with our first son because he didn't go away to college. He took a gap year and then he lived in our house for two years right so, so so you could monitor his his status yeah again it was just every day we had the same issues not just over the holidays so it's no big deal but colin returned and liz there was facial hair as you saw uh as i suspected there would be facial hair and uh-huh. he he embraced it he embraced the whole pack northwest look wouldn't you say i thought he looked great too yeah he was really working it it was more it was more of a commitment to facial hair than i would have expected yeah uh, but but i like it it looked good on him. It really, really, it was a flattering look on uh, on Colin. It was. It was cute. And I, you know, he was super pale because he goes to a place where it rains every single day. <laughs> it's just a matter of degrees. But he was very fit. He's been, ta- he's taken up rock climbing and he's doing a lot of hiking and the facial hair. And I, I thought like, okay, wow, he's really grown up. I haven't seen him in eight weeks. I know that doesn't sound like a long time, but they could do a lot of growing in eight weeks. And there are no parents weekends or anything up there. So I, it's not, I know people drop off their kids freshman year, and then three weeks later, they're back for parents' weekend, and a week later, they're back for some sorority event or fraternity event, and a week later, they go back for homecoming. But no, I was eight weeks, I barely heard from him, and I thought he looked good. And all in all, we had a really delightful weekend, no issues whatsoever. You know, I was was actually really pleased. It was very nice to see him. Yeah, he didn't even look exhausted. Normally, you know, you come home from freshman year, your first stint at college, and you're just completely exhausted. But he looked great. Yeah, and we d- he did sleep till noon two days. Like two days, I, ha- I woke him up at noon. Like, okay, 
it's time to get going now. <laughs> We've been up since 4 a.m. So <laughs> <laughs> We've already put in a full half day's worth of work, you know, removing the turkeys and putting up the Russian Santas. So let's go. Come on. But we did. We had a great weekend. We went to the auto show, which was fun. The boys spent a lot of time together. You know, we just hung out. We had, then we Saturday night, we had my in-laws over. We made the turkey tetrazzini. And you know what? I was very touched that so many people made and posted photos of the pates and the turkey tetrazzini. That was Weren't nice. you? Yes. Yeah. yeah like Edna Dolan does live on. Edna Dolan does live on. So we had a really lovely weekend, I have to say. And three weeks he'll be home for Christmas. But um, gave me a second hug when he left. I thought that was a good sign. It seems to be adjusting very well. Tried not to ask too many questions about the girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> okay. And he told me he told me virtually no information about the girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> But you're used to that from having a son, right? Sons don't volunteer that info, do they? No, but Brooks is talky. Brooks is a talk. My older one is a talker. And yeah. again, he was living in my home, so it was hard to hide things from me. That's true. <laughs> because That's true. He, he lived there. So <laughs> Brooks is more talkative about stuff like that. But all in all, excellent. So hopefully over Christmas, we won't have any issues. I know yeah. other people yeah. had some issues, but I can report an issue-free Thanksgiving. It was nice. Can I just have one other Thanksgiving follow-up moment? The you on last Tuesday's show, you had assigned me the going into your garden and picking the greens for your salad. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to say because I know people are going to ask if I don't like volunteer this information. First of all, your vegetable garden looks awesome. I mean, Thank it's you. really beautifully planted beds and it's quite decorative and it has a certain, I don't know, uh, really um, artistic quality to it that I was very impressed by. But you did make the call because there's so much other food that we did not need the green salad. So I didn't I didn't have to pick any of the greens. For those of you who are about to ask this question on Facebook, nope, Leanne absolved me of uh, having to do that. But I did inspect the garden. Yes. Thank you, Liz. That's true. We did. I decided to make the spinach and artichoke dip because I realized that's the dish I like the most. I don't. <laughs> Everybody else was getting their favorite dish. I'm like, you know what? I like that spinach and artichoke dip that I make. I don't make it with the super heavy stuff. It's light. It's got greens. We added Brussels sprouts to the menu. We had enough green stuff. I think this. there were only five of us. We, we had a lot yeah. of food. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. The vegetable garden. Great. A lot of pleasure out there. All right, so did you do any uh, shopping on Cyber Monday? I I enjoy Cyber Monday. I started Cyber Monday on Sunday. Oh, you know, I'm not really an online shopper. I shop very little online. Really? Yeah, I don't really, I I don't, I'm just suspicious of the whole operation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I I almost exclusively shop online now. Okay. They're just like the, even if it's just, random things that I need for my house, like uh, dishwasher detergent or toilet paper, all of that. Like the moment I think of it, I just go order it online. And I live in a neighborhood, probably you do too, where, you know, Amazon will deliver it within two hours, whatever you want, just shows up at your door in two hours. So I have to say, even though I I disapprove of many things about that company, I, uh, I'm totally using them. (laughs) But I did, I did some uh, cyber shopping Partly as a penance to Sunday's new to you show. So I posted a show on Sunday that was from Thanksgiving Sunday five years ago. And it was a story about how Edna Dolan, our mom, queen of the catalogs, had browbeat me into ordering some decorative items from Harry and David. 
and the decorative items arrived, but particularly the bulbs that we thought would be beautifully blooming. They were not. They were just like bulbs in dirt, and it was going to take six weeks for them to bloom, and hence missing the actual Christmas due date. So, uh, so paper I was, whites. I think you. Were, they were paper whites, yes. correct? Or was it narcissus? Nar- yeah. Is yeah. that the same thing? It's the same thing. Yeah. So, but that's, um, yeah. So that's, so instead of a beautiful blooming narcissus plant, I had a tin, a tin pot of dirt, tin pot of dirt, but the, (laughs) but I didn't want to leave you with the impression that I'm still not fully in support of Harry and David because they are, uh, it said right in the catalog that they were not going to be blooming. So I don't know why we, (laughs) neither of us saw that we were just sucked in by the beautiful photo. Uh, and they did follow up customer service. It was great. So didn't want to leave anyone with a bad impression about Harry and David. And, you know, since our mother died, Julie has picked up the mantle of supporting Harry and David. Uh, (laughs) She she just, and she used to send us a lot of Harry and David, uh, Christmas items when she was living in Russia, she would do all, you know, online shopping, uh, because, no, obviously she wasn't going to ship stuff from Russia. So, so I did do a little cyber shopping with Harry and David, sent some items off to Julie because I know that she will get a kick out of um, getting some Harry and David. But here's the one problem with Cyber Monday. I mean, I get it and you feel good. You can tick a bunch of stuff off your list. But because the shipping is so quick now, like if you order it on Monday, people are going to get it on Wednesday. And it's like too soon. It's like I want to be able to check the box that says, could you please ship this on, you know, the 15th of December or something. Oh, they don't have that option? No. Well, I didn't see it. No, it's just that their whole point is to get it out of their warehouses as quickly as they can. You know, they don't want to if they had to hold everything until the last week before Christmas, that is not their goal. I think that's why they set Cyber Monday so early. So anyway, so a bunch of people will be getting boxes from me. Not you, Leanne, but other people. (laughs) (laughs) It's different. I was getting excited there for a second, but no, no. I see you in person. So yeah, that's true. Right. So anyway, but I did, uh, I did get some, a few things, Julie's grandchildren, things like that. All done. All like, that's, what's very satisfying about, about them setting the date as early as they did. And, um, you know, shipping to Julie's, uh, grandchildren. I was telling you last week about how I cleaned out my second bedroom slash office slash satellite sisters technical operations center. And yeah. one of the the big boxes I found was the all of mom and dad's financial records and medical records. So those went to the shredder at Staples. But another thing that was in there that I could not throw away. And so I have it like in my desk drawer now was mom's wallet. You know? Oh yeah, you can't throw that. You away. can't throw, and it's so it's no. besides her driver's license and her social security card, which we told her a million times: do not walk around with your social security <laughs> card in in your wallet. Um, she had that in there, a bunch of other, you know, her health insurance card, all of that. But she was always the queen of like scribbled pieces of paper. Yeah, you know, like little notes of people's addresses, people's phone numbers, all of that. So it was actually in mom's wallet that I found the scribbled piece of paper 
with Julie's grandchildren's address on it. Oh, that's <laughs> so, cute. So well, then that, you had to send a gift. Yeah, so, exactly. It, it felt like it was fate telling me like, look, here's the address. You don't even have to ask Julie. So um, anyway, that's all shipped out too. So happy Cyber Monday to all. Ah, excellent. Well, today is Giving Tuesday, Liz. And uh, if you're like, what is that? Because uh, it's brand new. It's it's relatively new. It's only the fifth anniversary of it this year. It was cooked up by the folks at the 92nd Street Y in New York and like the UN Foundation. They're, they thought, you know, in 2012, why don't we have a day after Cyber Monday where we think about giving to other people, giving, <laughs> giving to people who need it? That's a and solid so they, idea. They created Giving Tuesday. I'm all for it. I think it's a great idea to, you know, organize your charity giving or think about giving to something you've not given to before. There are a lot of matching grants out there now. It's certainly been embraced by every nonprofit. I know because I have 100 emails in my email <laughs> folder today say, suggesting I give to something on Giving Tuesday. But it's a good hashtag. So if you're wondering where that came from, it's only been around since 2012. But good work. Good work. Good yeah. work, 92nd Street Y and the UN Foundation. Kind of like that. It is a good reminder that that's, yeah. that's what it's all supposed to right. be about. Right. Uh, well, we, for my husband's family, we stopped giving each other gifts after September 11th. So it's a longstanding family tradition that we don't exchange gifts. Instead, we decided that year to give to a charity and we've stuck with it. So it kind of combined Cyber Monday with Giving Tuesday because oh. I... Because I noticed on the Target email that like, oh, you can get the same discounts at the store. So I just went to the store and I, I give every year. I donate like Christmas in a box to a, a local family. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I get their names and their sizes and what they want. And this year it's a family of five. It's a mother, a father, an aunt, a 17-year-old aunt, and two little girls. So it's kind of the best of both worlds because they still get to buy the gifts. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And gifts for girls, which you never get to buy. I know. Wandering around in the Cinderella aisle. That's what the four-year-old wanted. And the six-year-old wanted a purple scooter. So I was happy to find the last purple scooter at Target. Oh, that's but great. But kind of combined the two of Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday. Got it all done. All wrapped up. Got all the gifts done. They're very. They're going to be very happy, I think. Very happy. It's funny because yesterday I got a text from Monica asking me if I had Julie's mailing address. See, as as a family, as you can tell, we're not super organized (laughs) when it comes to this kind of stuff. So, which I miraculously did have. It wasn't even in mom's wallet. I had it on the bulletin board that's right over my desk here. So I, so I texted that back to her and said, are you, uh, are you uh, celebrating Cyber Monday? And she said, no, no gifts this year. Just everything is going to the Oregon Food Bank. Uh, oh, so, that's very nice. So she's okay. obviously decided to do that this year. So if you're waiting for a package from Monica. Okay. <laughs> so let me get this straight. No gift from you. No gift from Monica. Okay. <laughs> Fine. But Julie will okay. probably send you a tower from Harry and David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that often happens. We exchange t- t- tower treats. <laughs> hey, it's Liz and Leanne here. And we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from pros is getting (laughs) rave reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair Mm -hmm. because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. 
from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just gonna buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's a hundred percent grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. The, well, there was a story in the LA Times the other day about ho- holiday scams to watch out for. And this is David Lazarus, who is also on the NBC channel here, who is their like consumer reporter who uh, is constantly warning you about things that are g- going to blow up or kill you or, you know. He does drink- a good job. Yeah, yeah, he's very thorough. Yeah, but this one on holiday scams, well, I'll read you the list, but it seemed to me like, 
don't we already know this? But I guess not. I guess it's worth reminding people. You just get enthusiastic around the holidays. And so he made the point that now that we have the chip cards, that that has reduced a lot of the identity theft that can happen like at the store level when because people won't have copies of your cards anymore. So there, there are a lot more online rackets than there used to be um, because the same people have switched from identity theft to just other kinds of rackets. So the FBI says if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Again, okay. I think we already knew that, but the examples they use when you see the offers for like free TV for filling out an online survey. Well, okay. Yes. Okay. That's right. It looks too good to be true or get an iPhone for 50 bucks. So it seems like don't fill out any paperwork. Don't respond in any way to anything that you get online. There was another warning that uh, if you get an unsolicited email and it has an attachment, do not open the attachment. That's virus or malware. Do you ever fall for that one? I don't know. But Liz, people do all the time because they I find it's the people who don't use email a lot or aren't on their computer a lot. I guess, they haven't yeah. developed a wall of cynicism like you have yeah. about everything. So they, they're excited to get an email. So they open it. Like they just, they don't think first. Cause I right. do know people who I'm surprised get caught out on that all the time or they forward stuff to me. Like, and I'm like, that's not, no, don't open this <laughs> stuff. Stop. Yeah, you know, that's so funny that you say that because a couple of weeks ago, there was like a Whole Foods coupon that was going around everywhere. And I just assume it's fake. And I did not open that, did not click it, did not attempt to print it or anything. But I had kind of a feeling it might be real. Did you get that from anyone? No. Oh, I got no. that from, I got that from like three different people. Anyway, but just, yeah, my antenna is up so high that, yeah. you know, if it's not, obviously real. I would never click it open. Um, they also warn that a lot of these scams have moved into your social media feed now. So anything right. that looks like a promotion or a contest in your social feed, be super careful about that. And you know, it always makes me laugh. Like, like in my Facebook feed, when you get an ad, like there's one ad that I seem to get a lot. I don't know why, but it's from Quaker. And so you get some kind of product promotion from Quaker, but then above it, it says, which of your friends have liked this? You're always on that one, Leanne. You must enjoy the, really? Qu- the Quaker. <laughs> I never get a Quaker ad. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, When I get Quaker. I mean, I like Quaker. Don't get me wrong, but I, I never see that ad. Well, okay. Uh, I won't send it to you either. Okay. But, but you know how you do get those references on top? Yeah. It's just yeah. very funny to see what people have clicked before you. Um, it could be that you just clicked on some recipe a million years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, we did do work for Quaker. We liked Quaker. Yeah. In the past. Yep. We've done work for them. So, and the last thing David Lazarus said is never, ever fall for those work from home offers that a lot of people feel like if they can work over the holidays from home, make a few extra dollars, it will help them, uh, pay for the gifts that they're buying. And those are almost never real and certainly never lucrative. So I, that's another one. I'm never, oh. never tempted to, to work from home. <laughs> but uh, why do you say, oh, does that surprise you? No, I'm wondering how, how, they're, how do they rip people off? Do, do they require you to 
I mean, how does that work? You don't get paid back, or what do you? I've never clicked on. I think on it's. One. I th- I think I don't. I don't have it up in front of me right okay. now. But I think it's a deal where like it's a lot more work for a lot less pay than they okay. tell you. Yeah. You know, they always tell you like twenty hours a week, you'll make you know a hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. That yeah. that part that is never true. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I Dang. know. Because if it was true, wouldn't everyone be doing it? Wouldn't everyone do it? Yes. That's what I say a lot when, when people say, oh, I'm going to go freelance. <laughs> I can work half the time and make twice as much money. No, yes. you can't. It doesn't it's, really work that way. <laughs> you work twice as much and make half the money. That's how it really works. <laughs> uh, okay. So we can, right, well, well, we can add the link to this story to the show notes for today's show at SatelliteSisters.com. All right, Liz, just a good reminder, you know, because people want to be generous. There's a lot of emails coming in in the, you know, in the holiday season. So, And who doesn't love a good deal? I know. Right, right. I know. There were so many coming through yesterday on all kinds of promo codes for huge discounts you could get on Cyber Monday. Yeah, I was clicking around to places I've never been before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Be careful. Be careful out there, Liz. Be careful out there. All right, Liz, Travel Trends, it's the Arts and Culture Desk here with Leanne. Uh, saw a Travel like Trend and thought of you because I thought Liz will never do this. But um, <laughs> I... <laughs> Okay, I can't wait to hear what it is. <laughs> no, I think it's kind of an interesting idea, right? This is the founder of Etsy, okay? So yes. you know that's the site for crafters, Liz, for yes. makers, for people who spend hours and hours creating something and then sell it for eight dollars i don't understand that i i was on etsy last night as a matter of fact because they make a lot of their if you go to etsy they're millions of super cute little christmas ornaments made out of felt and yeah that's exactly what i was thinking lee and they're selling these things for like four dollars i know and i'm like okay that's a great deal but how is that a money-making venture for the person who's gluing all that felt together i don't get it but whatever but that's up to them i digress I know. God bless you, Etsyers. God bless you, craftsy, crafters. Well, now there's a travel trend just for you. Because uh, the guy that founded Etsy is a guy named Rob Kalin and his partner, Trevor Babb. They purchased three abandoned downtown buildings in Catskill, New York. Okay? Oh. So that's a charming town on the Hudson. Uh, and it was kind of a dilapidated old town, had fallen on hard times. So these guys, with their Etsy money... They moved in. They bought these three buildings. They refurbished them. They created these great craft studios, like top-of-the-line craft studios, and then are renting them out at a reasonable price to makers, Liz, to crafters, in the hopes of reviving this town and making it a crafters travel destination. Okay, that is a brilliant idea. It's really great, isn't it? it is. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. we all know people that would totally do that. It's like I know we have Facebook groupers who who love knitting and go on knitting vacations. So why wouldn't you go on a crafting vacation? Yeah, sure. and there's cheese tourism and there's beer tourism and there's wine tourism. So now there's crafting tourism. And the great thing about this, Liz, is you don't have to do the crafts. You just buy the crafts <laughs> from the crafters. Like it's not the studios are fully occupied by people who are excelling at their crafts. Yes. You know, and so and you just so you have, have your makers and your fakers. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. I think it's a really nice idea. And, you know, they said they just get a different brand of tourists there. And it's been really successful. Real estate agents say that prices now homes around are going, you know, going up steadily. And it's really hard to find storefront on Main Street now. So these guys took their tech money. 
They did something about it, true to them, their brand and what they believe in, and they're renovating a downtown area. And it looks very charming. It looks like a super charming town. They call it a newly energized enclave. Oh. And Liz, isn't that what we all want, an, an enclave? <laughs> That's what my second bedroom is now, Leon. That's what the second bedroom is a newly energized enclave. <laughs> now that I took that 55 pounds worth of stuff to the shredder, it is energized in here. <laughs> so so there you go if you want to if you want a charming weekend at where you can go to the catskill country store or liz maybe you want to see a movie at the community theater a 1920s movie house you can have a good italian meal you can have a nightcap where they have at the captain kid inn where they have a lot of pirate paraphernalia uh you know and then you can take a tour of like their one famous resident Samuel Wilson <laughs> he was a wealthy area meat packer who supplied okay. meat for the US army during the war of 1812 oh uh, okay well that that's a stretch but you know last year i well, mentioned that he was that... allegedly the model for uncle sam the oh. uncle sam oh the <laughs> uncle sam so there you go weekend like at Cat, in catskill new york a crafting weekend so Liz, you could put your put your mind to it. You could probably come up with your own energized enclave idea. Yeah, you know what kind what of would tourism would you would you like? Is you know I may not be crafting some kind of Maybe some kind of podcasting hotbed. You've already suggested the news cafe, just a, a place where you could go watch news. Yes. But now now news is dead to you, so <laughs> you got to come up with a different idea. I know. Okay. I, I texted you last night. I will confess this on the show. Last night at seven o'clock when I would normally be like so deep into cable news, I was watching um, syndicated reruns of Modern Family. <laughs> and I texted Lee and said, it's come to this. But I got to say two back to back hilarious episodes of Modern Family. So I felt so much better about myself by the end of the evening. It's a very funny show, Liz. It's a very funny show. Don't don't forget it. All right. Also from the arts and culture desk, breaking news from the opera world. Okay, this weekend, the Metropolitan Opera New York, big milestone. Do you know? Well, I'm just going to have a guess. Okay, they are producing, first of all, they're producing a modern opera, which apparently the Met doesn't do very much. It's called L'Amour de Loin. Okay, that is not a good title because Luan is L-O-I-N. Is that how you would spell it? Yeah, Say that? Luan, okay. yes. It means okay. far away. Okay. So love from far away. Oh, Liz, very nice. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was the love of the loin. <laughs> not a good title. I mean, I get it, but it's not a good title. Okay, so they're producing a modern opera, but this is the first time that they have produced an opera by a woman. Written by a woman since when? Guess the date, maybe. Think back. When might the Met have produced an opera by a woman? Just take oh my a while. God. Okay. I'm trying to think. Opera woman. Mm. Okay. Was it even in the 20th century? Barely. Barely. Okay. 1903, Liz. Wow. That's the last time they produced an opera written by a woman. Ethel Smith's Der Wald. <laughs> Did okay. her name have to be Ethel? I know. Okay. Derwald. And okay. What, what was it? Does it say what it was? Or? It was Ethel Smith's Derwald. Oh, Derwald. Oh, I thought Derwald was her, her last no. name. That Smith no. was her maiden name. Der, which I think is just the world. No. Uh, my German is not as strong as it ever was. But um, 1903. So that's crazy, first of all, Matt, yes. that it took you this long to, to produce an opera, another opera written by a woman. But it's also a modern opera. And uh, the woman who, her name is Katja. She is 
she is Finnish. So her last name has many, many A's in it and a few I's. Sarino. Kaja Sarino is what I'm going to say. They are producing her opera uh, Thursday, December 1st. It's going to run through December 29th. Uh, it's supposed to be quite good. It's been produced many times in Europe over the last 10 years. So it's sort of a famous opera now. But this is the first time the Met's going to do it. And finally, the conductor is also a woman. Wow, that's great. So that's it. They got back-to-back women at the Met doing their thing this week. So... You go opera world. It's never too late, Nat. Get on board with half the population. Way to go. It's tough for those crusty old cultural institutions to do risky things, I guess. Uh, I guess it is. If they don't want to, Liz. If they really don't want to. You know? Because they have one more production of La Boheme to do, which is a fine, (laughs) fine opera. I understand people like the classics, and that's why people give. But this looks and sounds like a brilliant opera. She uses a lot of visual effects in her work and things like that, so it looks really fantastic. Uh, It's a tale of courtly love. So it's not set set in the era of Elizabeth of Aquitaine. So it's set a long time ago, but it is a modern opera. Oh. So there you go. Watch for that. Way to go, Matt. And way to go, Crafters. Two, two good news pieces this week. But, you know, it's a good reminder that over the holidays is a great time to go take in some kind of performance or cultural event of some kind. We, you know, we always did that when we were kids. Mom would take us to, we would go to Lincoln Center and we would see the Nutcracker or we would go to a Broadway show. There was always one big cultural event that we got all dressed up for and went into the city. And that That was was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Radio City. We went to Radio City. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) See the Rockettes. That was great. Yeah, no, it is a good time to explore the arts and culture. So there you go. Okay. Uh, try opera. I know. I swear, I've lived in L.A. for 24 years, and every year I say, I'm going to go to an opera this year. And I have not been. Never have. <laughs> not been. Sad. Well, it's because it's run by that fly-by-night guy, Placido <laughs> Domingo. Not, not someone you trust? <laughs> I know. What's wrong with me? What is wrong okay, with me? moving from art to science, can, can we talk a little bit about vitamins and supplements? Sure. Because this is an area where I struggle a lot. You know, we're all like start to take a multivitamin or start to take a particular supplement for something and I'll stick with it for six months or a year or whatever. And then I run out and for some reason, if I don't do it like two days in a row, then like two more years have gone by and I haven't taken it. I don't know. I don't know if that happens to you. But Jane Brody, who forever has been writing the personal health column uh, in the New York Times had a story last week entitled, which supplements, if any, may be worth your money, Leanne. So, so do you take multivitamins, just regular multivitamins? You know, I do, Liz. I'm a little bit like you. Like I buy them and I put them in the cupboard and I take them when I think about it. So I think, well, that's better than nothing. And then at a recent, uh, recently I had like every doctor's appointment in the world, including a blood test. And she told me that I, my doctor told me I was low on vitamin D. Oh, And yes. so she suggested that I take a vitamin D supplement. She said it means you're doing a good job with your sunscreen because you're not getting enough vitamin D, despite the fact that I live in a sunny place. So um, she suggested the mega doses of vitamin D because she said, clearly you don't take vitamins every day. Yeah. <laughs> so the vitamin D, the mega doses, you just have to take a couple days a week and that should do it. So that's what I'm taking. I don't take a ton of stuff, but I will throw in a multivitamin and a vitamin D when I think about it. 
Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like... going to be happy, okay? <laughs> and that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we... We love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay. You know, we have raved about the Andaria algae body oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSisters at oseamalibu.com. 
And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Well, it's just every time I read these stories, I'm like, okay, now what do I do? You know, do I take it or right. do I not? So Jane Brody, she this column is about what she takes. So she's been taking uh, melatonin and magnesium to improve her sleep, glucosamine chondroitin for arthritic pain, and fish oil for her brain and heart. And what she writes in the New York Times is that she takes these even though she knows that there is no irrefutable scientifically established evidence for benefits from any of these. Really? Yes. She said, that makes me feel better. I like it that Jane Brody is wasting her money on supplements. It's just, she said, I may be paying mightily for a placebo effect. Yeah. Uh, But she said, despite the fact that she is acting irrationally as a scientifically trained journalist, she feels obligated to make others, to help others make rational decisions about what they should take. So she starts right off, off the bat, like, you know, if you are a healthy adult with no known nutritional deficiencies, a regular multivitamin, save your money. Just skip it. There is. Oh, really? Yeah. No evidence. No right, I'll evidence. just finish out the bottle. I'll finish out the bottle then. <laughs> she and she cites several studies. We'll put these in the show notes, but it's NIH studies and American Cancer Society studies, American Heart Association. They have found no role for a one a day supplement supplement to prevent cancer or heart disease. And that, you know, as with anything else, it's a balanced diet that is likely to be effective here. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Multivitamin, mm, save your money. Uh, Vitamin D. Uh, She said doctors routinely tell people to take vitamin D. There, uh, there is a reason for, especially in older adults, which maybe you are. I don't know. Um, I have no problem. I have no problem acknowledging my age. (laughs) There is some science to support vitamin D. I know my doctor tested my vitamin D level too and told me to take it. So, and I got the same speech, like, good for you. You must be using a lot of sunscreen. So I felt good about that. Now, calcium was different. Calcium, again, there seems to be very limited. I don't want to skip over this too quickly because if people are listening and they're experts on the subject, I don't want to get into the debate. I'm just citing Jane Brody here. But it Thank dawned- you, Dr. Liz. Yes, Dr. Liz now <laughs> expounding on yeah. um, calcium so- supplements. Be very cautious. Yes. But uh, <laughs> she said there are ups and downs to calcium. Again, it's all about what you eat. So I just want to say on behalf of Julie, because she would say this if she was here, if you would just eat more cottage cheese, I think <laughs> right. you could eat more cottage cheese mm-hmm. in lieu of the calcium um, supplements and you would be way better off. Um, so the pro cottage cheese, I think this gives us a scientific rationale for the, the cottage cheese comeback, which, yeah. which we were looking for. You know, yeah. there's like something to to really support uh, the amount of talking we're going to be doing about cottage cheese in the new year. Then there's fish oil, which I take like eh, every third week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's got to be effective. And again, a 2013 study of more than 12,000 patients at high risk of a heart attack. They found no protection from fish oil at all. And they did say the fish oil supplements lead to a raised risk of prostate cancer, 
which, well, I'm not really going to worry about that. Um, so, uh, fish oil, magnesium, another one studies have not borne out that magnesium supplements can prevent muscle cramps. That's why a lot of people take it. Uh, but that she and a friend of hers have found that it works. So she, She's occasionally taking <laughs> yeah. that. So this is why I liked the whole approach here. You think about what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. Some of it, there's a perfectly good reason. Other thing, like, okay, the glucosamine chondroitin. Right. I, I bought that for Ferris. There sure. Are, there are now glucosamine chondroitin, um, like chicken jerky strips yeah. uh, for dogs. And he does have uh, bad arthritic pain in um, in his rear legs, his rear hips. But how do I know if it's helping? I don't, he can't tell me if it's helping. But anyway, I just like Jane continues to take the fish oil. I continue to take, I continue to give Ferris the glucosamine chondroitin. And the last one is turmeric. There's been, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's been a I lot have of some that. that. I have some of that. And has that, what are you treating yourself with turmeric for? It's supposed to be, <laughs> Sheila told us to take it. It's supposed yes. to be for quote, just general inflammation. Which... Yeah, that's, yes. Who doesn't have that? I mean, <laughs> yes, she, I got a lot of general inflammation these days. So, yeah. Well, so here, I here's, a, here's a condition that you've had. Jane has a friend who believes that a daily dose of turmeric helped to relieve persistent plantar fasciitis. Oh, you've had that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah. Okay. So animal studies show it has an anti-inflammatory effect and antioxidant and anti-cancer. But the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health says actually there are too few studies done on humans to really uh, confirm or deny that. So there you go. On almost everything we think we know, the jury is out. <laughs> right. well, I'm so, just going to continue taking what I have in my medicine cabinet then. <laughs> here's, what I, here's what I want to do. I just want to commit to something. I think my my randomized uh, pill yeah. taking is probably – definitely not helpful, but that part could be harmful where all, all of a sudden you're taking fish oil for like three weeks and then you stop for three months. That's probably not good. So I'm just going to pick a few and try like the, like baby aspirin. Another thing that, you know, they always tell okay, you that. Do not good. start. Are you're not getting into medical advice? Are you? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm warning you. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> just saying that sometimes I take it and sometimes I don't. Okay. I think, <laughs> okay. that i don't think any medical professional would recommend that so i gotta either i have to be all in on the baby aspirin or just stop torturing myself about it uh so so there you go jane and i i mean she has a lot more scientific knowledge than i do but she seems to have this same issue with well even if they can't prove it i still feel better taking it so there you go you can read the story yourself which supplements if any may be worth your money All right, Liz, moving on from health to beauty, uh, just like a women's magazine. New trend this holiday season, according to um, Real Simple Magazine. You know, we've had to suffer through ombre hair, right? You know that (laughs) that look where you let your roots go dark and, you know, uh, like two women in the world can pull off ombre hair, though many more are trying. That just totally stuck up on me, uh, snuck up on me, by the way. Like, I just thought that was just some people not doing the normal things they do to their hair. And then when I heard that it had a name, that it was called ombre, I was very surprised that that had an actual name. But you're right, ombre hair. And then there's the ombre clothes, right? Where you see light to dark, dark to light, that whole ombre shadow look. Now, Liz, the new trend is ombre lips. Okay. Oh, you're kidding. Okay, ombre lips. 
According to Real Simple, uh, this gradient color trend has migrated to mouths for good reason. It creates the illusion of fuller lips. Okay, this is what the picture looks like, Liz. You know when beauty magazines say don't use a heavy pencil and then color it in? That's what it looks like, okay? (laughs) It doesn't look fuller. It looks like an old lady did your lips, basically, right? It looks like someone from the 60s did your lips. (laughs) Or you didn't have your glasses on when you did your own lips. (laughs) So it's just... It's not, it's not a good look unless you're this particular model who is absolutely gorgeous in the magazine. But the good thing, Liz, is it's not only not attractive, it's super time consuming. So oh. here, here's because they give you like a four step prep process, which I know you like to do every morning, Liz, before you put on your ombre lips. You're going to want to do you're going to want to do first exfoliate your lips with sugar and water. Oh, do you keep, yeah. Do you keep some sugar in the bathroom, Liz? Well, does, a, does a donut count? Eating a donut, would that have the same? I think so, Liz. Just make sure you grind it in. Grind it in a little bit. Get that exfoliating. And then you're going to want to use your makeup sponge, okay, and dab a thin veil of foundation over your lips. Okay, you're going to get a neutral canvas now so you can make your lips look terrible. All right? So then you get a much darker matte uh, lip liner, and you just put that on, like, really thick and heavy. Like, imagine one thin line. Now do that eight times. So imagine, like, this big, thick line. And then with your finger, pat a lighter, brighter lipstick on the inside. So it looks like, again, it looks like you did your makeup wrong. And uh, and the good news is don't stress. That's what they tell you in Real Simple Magazine. Don't stress. As long as the colors contrast, you'll get the ombre effect. <laughs> so there really? you go. Yeah. Don't stress. You just spent like an hour on your lips in the morning. (laughs) When do you move on with that? I can just imagine the rest of what Real Simple wants me to do to my face. If it's four steps just for my lips, the lipstick is the best part because it's the easiest. But they've now just ruined that. So are you going to are you going to try it? I will not, Liz. First of all, I have like 20 lip liners, but no lip liner pencil sharpener. So most of my lip liners have been rendered useless <laughs> so, no again this is what they instructed us not to do this is so there but i think you would really have to be a tall exotic beautiful model like yeah. the one not not me not me liz not me okay or anyone i know yeah um, okay well moving on to another cultural note but about women that always looked pretty darn good uh i watch over the ho- the holiday from the Sunday before Thanksgiving to the Sunday after, I watched all of the episodes of The Crown on Netflix. You've watched the whole thing, right, Leah? I have. Watched the whole thing. Really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I really recommend it to people. We won't give you any spoilers here, but what really surprised me about it is I guess I expected it to be more of like a Downton Abbey, just drawing room drama kind of thing. But it's the way they put her life, Elizabeth's life, into the historical context of what's going on in the world that I thought made it particularly fascinating. You know, like what's going on in Egypt with uh, Nasser and what's going on with, you know, Winston Churchill being the prime minister, all of that. So all of that was cool. But there, there are parts of it that are like super poignant, just thinking about Elizabeth and what she has gone through. So obviously she's been queen since how old was she when she became queen? Like 22, like 23, 20, 23. Yeah. 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 
So yeah. the there were two things to me that were particularly poignant. One is there's uh, quite a drama between the sisters, she and Princess Margaret, right? Right. And you just, you think, oh my God, on top of everything else, you're like all by yourself trying to be the queen of this country. And then you also, you get to rule on who your sister marries. Can you imagine if we had to do that for each other? <laughs> like if if any of us had to come to the rest of us and say is it okay if i marry you know fill in the blank that cannot go well that that and it does not go well so um but the thing that was even more surprising to me was there comes a point when elizabeth is newly crowned where she realizes that she knows nothing about anything Right? She has basically been educated the way she says it uh, in this particular episode. she The only thing she knows how to talk about is dogs and horses. Yeah. You know, and it's like yeah. a joke about the royal family. Because right. that, but she starts to feel this very keenly. You see some uh, – uh, in, in some episodes, you see her as a young girl – being trained by the vice provost at Eton, but the only thing they're training her on is sort of the rules about what the monarch can do and not do. But she never learns anything about anything. No. And she finds herself having to sit next to like the most interesting, fascinating, engaged people in the world. And she doesn't even know how to conduct a conversation with them. It's, it was, I, that just really surprised me that she was so undereducated uh, because clearly they knew once her father became the king, they knew she was going to be the queen sooner or later. But did mm-hmm. that did that surprise you? That is not something. Oh, I- yeah. I mean, the whole thing surprised me because I only think of Queen Elizabeth as being old. Like yeah. I don't ever think of her as being young. So you know, because now she's truly old. But my feels like my whole life she's been about seventy ish with the pocketbooks, yeah. and <laughs> I just have this very one dimensional view yeah. of not only her as a person but also her role. Yeah. So there were whole pieces of history I didn't really understand, nor had I really bothered to care about too much. Like I wasn't too concerned about what the queen was doing. I didn't actually think she had any power to do much of anything, but she has some power, mm-hmm. and yeah. But it, it it surprised me. It's like that. I mean, I hate to point to Downton Abbey, but it's like Mary Crawley. They just sit around and do nothing. Yeah. These, these, these high class women were so wildly uneducated. Yeah, it was very surprising to me. I thought the whole thing was very touching about her growth and wanting to learn. And yeah, imagine going up against Winston Churchill when you're 23 years old and uneducated. Right. And he's like the greatest man in Europe. Uh, but failing, uh, you know, failing and has a lot, of, a lot of crazy ideas and everything. And and you're you're trying to affect some change. It was really dramatic. Plus, it made me want to get a three strand pearl necklace. You know? <laughs> OK, I, I did notice that, too, that the Crawleys, when somebody is putting on their necklace, they're at least talking to the person doing it. The Windsors aren't even talking to the people putting their jewelry on. Did you notice that? They're like so far above the Crawleys. They are not engaging the help in any kind of a personal conversation at all, except for the mean private secretary guy. Uh, but the uh, but on the education issue, there was one particularly poignant scene when so she so Elizabeth decides she's going to hire a tutor, and this you know very. Um, uh, well-known educator comes in and the first thing he asks her is 
what is the highest level of education you've uh, achieved? And she says, well, what do you mean? And it's like, well, exams you've passed, degrees you've gotten. And she has nothing, nothing. Yeah. And it was just really, and he slowly realizes that that's what she's trying to say. And then they become good friends and she does begin a, uh, begin a training program for her. And uh, it was just fascinating. Anyway, so um, I really, I enjoyed the show as much as I expected to, but for very different reasons than I expected to. Because I guess like you, I thought Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth just has always been like the old lady with the, with the crown and the handbag and the, the, handbag. Cor- and the corgis. <laughs> and it's I, interesting to note those corgis don't even show up to like episode seven. Like I thought we were going to get a lot more corgi time, but no, it takes a while before the corgis arrive on the scene. It's worth the wait, worth the wait when they show up. But yeah, it's a while. Well, it's last while. night, last night I was Googling, when do we get season two? And yeah. It's... Wow. You are busy. Yeah, you're, busy. <laughs> you're really busy. We don't get season two for a year, Liam. Next, no- yeah. next November is when we get season two. It's not right. Well, you know, it takes a long time to produce an excellent quality television show. It does. As a, so she says, thinking of the Gilmore girls reboot. Um, yeah. So yeah. If you try to do it in, I don't know, a couple months, things yeah. things get kind of sloppy. Yeah. So I think it'll be worth the wait, Liz. It'll be worth the wait. Now yeah. I'm interested. Now, you know, Philip, every bit is awful, as you would imagine. He, oh, such still- a jerk. Such yeah. a jerk. Yeah. Uh, and but that, is- I, that I feel like I knew. I knew. Yeah. I always assumed he was a jerk. Uh, but I never knew that the whole family considered him to be a loser. Yeah, I know. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is what happens when you're, you know, the family gets to rule on who you marry and who you don't. It just gets complicated. <laughs> so I recommend The Crown. If you're, if you haven't gotten to it yet and you have Netflix over the holiday season, it is, it is very uh, fascinating viewing. All right. We will have our, uh, I just received a text breaking news from Julie. She's back from the North Korean summit and we will, <laughs> And so we will be talking about pole dark. I know she's got many important things to do in the world, but don't worry. We're doing the pole dark and Madam Secretary recap this week. Liz, what else you got going on this week? Anything? Ooh, let me think. Um, nope. <laughs> oh, no, wait. No, no, I take that back. So my new book club, I explained a few weeks ago that I rejoined a book club after you know, having a disastrous fail of my former book club. So we are uh, meeting tomorrow night and we read the, um, the book that just won the man Booker prize by Paul Beatty called the sellout. So, so he's the first American ever to win the man Booker prize and the book he's an African American. It's basically a very sharp political satire of African American life in Los Angeles. And it is, Wow, it's going to be some kind of discussion. It is, it is really sharp. So I am, so I got that going on. And then I don't know, got to get my vitamins and supplements lined up. I don't know. What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> well, sounds busy. <laughs> sounds busy. And you? I have some revisions to do on my actual book. So I'll be plunging back into that uh, starting tomorrow, trying to get all that stuff in uh, done by the, by the holidays, by the Christmas holidays. We will be doing the podcast for a couple more weeks and we're going to take a holiday ourselves. Uh, so that's exciting. <laughs> that will be exciting. <laughs> to that. 
Yeah, Maybe. we'll we'll have some new to you shows to keep you going over the holidays. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, we are going to take a break, and we posted the um, the links, the URLs, and the promo codes to a bunch of our sponsors at SatelliteSisters.com. So if you're starting your shopping now and you want to use some of the good deals we have from our sponsors, just go to SatelliteSisters.com and you'll see in the blog posts about each of our individual episodes that uh, that we have the links there. So good luck with that. Yeah, in general, the promo code sisters, yes. usually. So that's a good guess. Uh, and then sometimes the companies have special URLs for us, and other times you just use the promo code. But it's great to see that people are really taking advantage of the special deals and supporting the sponsors and in turn supporting us. We really we really appreciate that. We appreciate it. All right, so Liz, I know you were going to give the hairy shave kit to your son, Colin, but now that he's going with the full-on facial hair. I know. I, I know. I'm gonna. I was gonna go on the Harry site to see if they sell any like beard softener. I don't know. Yeah. No, I have. I have a worthy candidate for the shave kit. So that's okay, Liz. I put it in my um, Secret Santa box, the the holiday box for the family. I think they're going to be getting it. The father requested a shave kit, so oh. guess what? I got him a Harry shave kit. So oh, I that's great. Like, because it's such a nice looking hol. It's very special. It's a nice looking holiday uh, shave kit. So it feels like a real gift. So. That's what you requested. That's what I'm putting in the box, along with the Cinderella toys, the purple razor, and a blender. So uh, it's a good holiday. It's a good holiday. You're good. I want you as my secret Santa. (laughs) I love doing it. (laughs) All right. uh, We're going to take off. Liz, have a great week. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sisters.